This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome to episode number four of season one of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty and... And I'm Anya Fahey. This evening we will be going through the results of yesterday's adult championship games and previewing the upcoming games for this weekend as well. Lots of interesting results from uh, last weekend. Uh, Anya, I suppose we'll start with the Michael Ling Motors uh, Hyundai Senior Championship game. The first one there was St. Bridget's against Gordon. Two-point victory for St. Bridget's, so good start for them. Yeah, really good start for St. Bridget's. Um, you know, I suppose coming up against a very, very um, heavily fancied Young Ireland team who would have a really good calibre of players coming through the four there. Um, I believe Sarah and Quinlan is back as well from her stint abroad. So that's a huge addition um, for um, for Young Ireland. And also Nicole Carter is back there as well. But um, St. Bridget's, I suppose, anybody that's been kind of watching them or playing against them this year, you know, we played them in the um, the All-County League and you know, they're they're very strong. They're, they're a quite a balanced team and they have a lot of young girls coming up through the ranks there and they're just there's really good exceptional players there um, you know Leah Brett I thought was outstanding when we played them and I believe from the weekend as well she was a handful uh, for, for Young Ireland too and Claire Donnie who we've seen came on in the minor All-Ireland final um, for Kilkenny she also had an outstanding game and those two girls would have actually been playing minor on the Friday night as well and I watched them for a brief couple of minutes and again two really good standout players so a very very good start for St Bridget's they'll be delighted with that Young Ireland will probably be very very disappointed you know that they didn't get um, didn't get a result out of that they're probably looking at their group and maybe looking to think that they could finish in the top two definitely um, so I do think they will be disappointed with that um, but you know they have to kind of move on now and move on to the next game this weekend because it's going to be game after game so you can't be letting a loss kind of dwell too much on you and you need to get back the positivity in the camp and get going but a really good start for St Bridget's and they'll be delighted with that as well. Yeah, not much time to get, uh, I suppose, thinking about losses or anything that way with the format, the way things are going. Uh, Conaghy's first stint up then after coming up from Intermediate uh, last year was a battle against Wine Gap uh, in Wine Gap. Wine Gap winning out on a margin of 16 points to nine there. Um, I suppose, you know, when you come up against Wine Gap, you don't know what way they're going to be or how they play, but that's a good victory for Wine Gap nonetheless. Yeah, brilliant victory for Wine Gap. To be honest with you now, I had fancied Conaghy for that game um, last week here. Um, I just thought that their youths would just drive through. Um, but, you know, Wine Gap, they have the experience there and I think that's what beats all. And I think when you've got a player the calibre of Denise Gall in your in your, in your your starting 15, it's very hard and you're trying to pick a player who's going to mark her. Like, you know, she's just exceptional and, you know, you'd be finding it very hard and you'll be struggling to see if you can get a player to, to match up to her. Excellent start for Wine Gap. You know, Wine Gap are there, they're about all year, all every year anyway. Like, if they're not completing quarterfinals they're getting to semi-finals so yeah excellent results for them Conaghy I'd say would be disappointed but you know we did say last week that you know you're getting you're getting introduced into senior level and what a team to have to come up against you're going to get your physicality there because you know they're all big women and, and they're well able to hurl and there's there's no bother to them flaking the ball and you know the Conaghy maybe the young ones the inexperienced probably showed I would have imagined in that game Yeah there's a huge step up there really from when you come up with say from junior to intermediate or even intermediate to senior it's a baptism of fire and your first 
first game against Winegap was certainly going to be like that although scoring 9 points against them is not overly bad now depending on what the weather conditions were like I know I had a hell of a gale below in Glenmore because I was refereeing the Glenmore and Mullinavac game which we'll get to later on so I don't know what the weather conditions was like everywhere else but still a 7 point victory for Winegap going into the next round they'll be happy enough with that Yeah they certainly will and you know Colin he just have to kind of bounce back now as, as, as will Young Ireland have to do too and you know they're young and they, they will kind of get over this and they'll use this as a learning curve you know I feel like they're a team that they're taking every game as it comes but they're learning from every single game that they're playing and you know I, I know Roisin Fielding alluded to that last week you know they're just all about learning and focusing on the next game and bettering themselves constantly so yeah it was a tough game t- tough day in the office for them yesterday but I'm sure they'll be relishing the next task that they're going to be meeting next weekend I suppose the fact that there is no relegation this year in the senior and that uh, gives teams I suppose a small bit of leg room the likes of Conaghy that's after coming up and so forth James Stevens in the intermediate that the fear is not there that you're going to be relegated straight away back down to the division you've come out of so there's a small little bit of uh, leeway not too much pressure but still you want to have a good start and do well especially when you're after winning the championship the previous year Yeah you certainly do and I feel like with teams when they come straight up um, on their first year in a new grade I feel like sometimes this mentality of let's just do what we can to stay up kind of creeps in and it shouldn't really be the way like they should be kind of forcing themselves to you know progress and compete like we've seen Connie do it a couple of years ago they came straight from junior and took them what a year was it even a year or two maybe years to kind of break through less than the two I yeah. think anyway you know like and so they, they had that good mentality and I feel like a lot of teams kind of get that into their head you know they get a good run at the previous year's championship and they're nearly just kind of content to avoid relegation the following year and then build on it but you know when you get the opportunity at the start you need to build from the start because you don't want to be losing out on players if you're if you're going out playing teams and you're getting beaten well like that's where the interest can start to fall off and we all see that in young girls as well like that's where interest does start to pull away and it's disappointing to see like because you know the majority of Camogie players are in their prime between the ages of 18 to 22, 23 and that's where we're losing them as well so we need to be constantly keeping them revved up and constantly keeping them playing at competitive levels talk about disappointment I suppose the next one on the list I can see your face dropping straight away is uh, Clara and Tullerone Clara 312 uh, Tullerone 2-6 I suppose bad day at the office for yourself but still good start for Clara yeah like you have to hand it to Clara they certainly were the better team on the day Um, very very well balanced and their youth uh, are just phenomenal. Like they had like, I think, eight minor players that only played again the other night. Six of them were on the Kilkenny minor panel. Then you have the likes of your Ashling Curtises, your Mary O'Connells, your Ashling Nolans, your Claire Nolans, who were all just phenomenal and just stood up as real leaders. Um, yeah, disappointing, obviously, for Tullerone. You know, we didn't want to, like, we kind of felt like we didn't perform to our best. And I think that's what the most disappointing thing about it is. But you have to hand it to Clara on the day they were the better team and they fully deserve the win from a Tullerone point of view you know Rachel um, Rachel Brennan I thought was absolutely outstanding she had a man marking job to do on um, Emma Shortle who as we know is you know the latest sharpshooter in the camogie scene at minor level this girl has been compared to Denise Gall and all these high profile players um, she scored three points very very good points you can see that Clara actually do depend on her a lot because they're just pumping ball into her but to be fair to Rachel she stood on her marker she held her well and you know she had a very very good game as well and I also think Neve Dowling for Tullerone was 
exceptional. She is a workhorse. She's going, she goes in and out and whenever you need her, she, like she'd be down in the backs and you don't even need, like she shouldn't be down there, but she's down helping out and she was just absolutely phenomenal for Tullerone and, you know, great to see two players like that, you know, kind of getting a mention. You know, there mightn't be household names just yet, but um, definitely Rachel Brennan is a player to be watching out in the future. Very, very young girl, minor again next year. Um, I think Mick Mall could have been at the match too. So I'm sure he's kind of keeping an eye out, an eye out on a lot of those girls for next year's minor scene. Yeah, early enough, I suppose, for all teams. But Clara will have aspirations of doing well at senior this year, pushing on and potentially getting to a county final. So that start for him and scoring 3-12 as well is a very good day at the office. Yeah, very, very good day for them. And, you know, they certainly will. I suppose they came up last year, came up from the intermediate and they came in with the attitude that they're going for it. Um, they got to a county semi-final as far as I know last year, were beaten by a Freshford Liz Downey team who, as we know, um, were beaten by uh, Thomastown in the final. But you know they they kind of they held Freshford very very well only for a last minute and Dalton goal to kind of push Freshford over the line. Um, so Clara will be there thereabouts. You know as I said they're very very balanced, um, very physical all of them. Um, you know and very very strong, uh, huge athleticism in the team and you know they certainly will be a force to be reckoned with. And you know potentially it looks like it is going to be a top of the table clash next weekend between themselves and Dixborough and it'll be interesting to see how that game goes because it could be a very tight affair. Well, talking about Dixborough, they are up next. Uh, they were playing St. Martin's at the weekend and they had a 2-11 to 1-5 victory. Disappointing for St. Martin's, but Dixborough, as we've said, has been there or thereabouts every year. As you say, they get to knockout stages, quarterfinals, semifinals. It wasn't that long ago that they were uh, winning the county final as well. So they'll be looking to get back on track again this year. Yeah, I think so. And especially after winning the county final in 2019, I feel like maybe last year was a little bit of a disappointment were they maybe too young maybe thinking that it was a given that they were going to retain their title in 2020 did it maybe go to their head a little bit it could have happened and you know they didn't get there last year and I suppose this year now they're really going back they want to make a stamp girls are older they're getting a lot more mature mentally they're a lot stronger as well Um, you know that's a big result for them there because I know St Martins this year they've been working extremely hard Um, they're they're going for it as well but for for Dixborough to be raking up that score you know they have a lot of their girls back huge experience in there and you've got the likes of Aoife Prendergast I believe Kira O'Shea is black and she's hurling great Ava O'Gorman uh, Kira Phelan these are just girls that have just with an abundance of talent you can't forget Lucinda Gahan is there who was the 2020 senior Kilkenny captain and then you have all these young ones coming up from minor level Asha McCarty Amy Clifford Rachel Dowling I don't know where Dixborough are getting them but they're just constant new players Nee Phelan as well these girls are just slotting into their senior team and it's like they've been there for years um, but so a really really good start for Dixborough probably expected I would imagine and that's no disrespect to St Martins it, w- it would have been a tough opening draw for anybody to be coming up against the likes of same uh, coming up against the likes of Dixborough yesterday so they'll be happy to, to get um, to get the first three points on the board and kind of you know not maybe take a, a seat back but they'll be pushing on now for the rest of the championship Yeah they certainly will and talking about pushing on Thomastown uh, are there waiting as well for the games coming in late November in the Leinster Championship a repeat of the 2018 final then to finalise the uh, fixture
fixtures for the senior at uh, yesterday's events and Thomastown were playing Pilltown Thomastown 2-13 Pilltown 1-7 I suppose a bit expected kind of the form that Thomastown is in at the minute but yes I'd say Pilltown will be disappointed enough only to be putting up 1-7 Yeah I think Pilltown will be very very disappointed with that I think everybody was maybe looking at this as the most mouthwatering game of the whole weekend Um, and I spoke to a couple of people who were actually at the match and I was actually in shock at the fact that they didn't even have some of the players that were playing on the Intermediate Kenny team starting. <laughs> they were still resting them. And to me, that scares the living daylights out of me and probably for any other senior club as well, knowing that they're raking up a, uh, raking up a score of 2.13, beating a very, very good Pilltown team and still potentially not having all your inter-county players back. I don't know, is it maybe through injury or are they just maybe resting them up a while to kind of freshen them up for the championship as well? Like these guys have been going for a long year. Um, you know, so, you know, it's a bit worrying when you see that happening. Um, but great to see that they have the numbers and that they can that they can do that and they have the facility to do that as well. And a potentially extended long year now as well because you're playing your county mm. championship as it is. Finals are coming up in uh, second week, I think, in November. You're then going into the club championship mm. and then you have the 2020. Uh, final from uh, Leinster to be played in around I think to the 4th of December so it could extend the season for Thomastown a little bit but they're certainly flying at the minute so they're, they're a continuation from last year Yeah absolutely and I suppose that's one thing that they're probably looking at as well you know they're probably saying that they are going to focus on just the Kilkenny Championship at the moment but you know everybody knows like in the back of their mind they are going to be concentrating on the, Le- the last year's Leinster Championship and All-Ireland Club Series coming up as well so they are going to have to maybe try out girls in different positions try out new girls and see if they can breed anybody new into this team you know it's they have two teams down in Thomastown the talent down there the under, like we've seen it for so many years the underage structures that they have down there and you know they were winning you know minor under 21s under 16 a county finals for years and this group have now started to come through as well so you know it's no real surprise that Thomastown you know that Thomastown won yesterday but a bit scary I suppose for for another club's point of view that they probably didn't have their you know, best 15 on paper on the field because obviously what the Thomastown management put out who they thought were the best and look, they, they got a great scoreline up against a Pilltown team who will be pushing for a county final this year. I suppose then moving in then to this weekend's fixtures, uh, the teams that have lost are going to be looking to get some points on the scoreboard and try and uh, do well before the knockout stages start. So we'll uh, start with the first game that comes up there and as we said earlier, two teams that won yesterday, St. Bridget's and Winegap that that game is in Kilmanagh at the weekend. So what's your predictions for that one? Yeah, listen, I think you're probably going to have to look at Wine Gap for that. Um, but in saying that, uh, St. Bridges will be coming off of a crest of confidence now after getting a two-point victory over Young Ireland in the opening gr- in the opening round. Um, but you, you would say that Wine Gap should be easily kind of topping the group now at this stage. I do. I honestly thought that Conaghy would maybe get over the line against them. But, um, you know, to, Wine Gap should be comfortably sitting nice and pretty at the top of that group. And you should see a good victory for them, I would imagine, this weekend. Second one then coming up is two teams that has played one another at intermediate level and at junior level uh, as well. Conaghy and Young Ireland. That game, of course, out in Jenkinstown on this Sunday. Both teams will certainly be looking to get a, a win in that one. So how do you see that one? 
one going? Yeah, like I think this could be a really interesting battle. Um, I do think because the home venue, I think Connie will take this game. I, I don't know what it is about them. I just feel like, I feel like, yeah, you know, they're probably after learning a lot from last weekend. I just think they're such, they're a really good, strong team. I Like I am kind of thinking that they will be in the latter stages of the championship and the latter stages of knockout as well when they kind of get into their groove and, you know, when they get motoring, I do think they'll do really well. Um, I hate to say it about Young Ireland, but I just, I don't know. I just feel like Connie, I just feel like they're, they're they're better well structured at the moment um, Young Ireland's as we know listen they're always there they're a great team some phenomenal players coming up along the, uh, coming up along but I just think Connie are going to pip it and I think having the home advantage their first senior game at home as well you know I think that's just going to spur them on as well and they're going to have huge support at that too Yeah well hopefully we get lots of support at all the games over the weekend a titanic battle then will be happening in Clara between Clara and Dixborough uh, that's not going to be an easy one to call but I'm going to live that job to you No I don't think it is like I think it, that's going to be a great game to go watch it's just unfortunate that all the games are on at 11 o'clock it's heartbreaking that you can't even get to go see some of them because um, I think that game is just going to be brilliant in saying that um, I do think Dixborough are going to get the edge out there um, I think they're hungry and I think they're hurt as well after their performance from last year I, I just I really think that they weren't one bit happy with the way they performed in the championship last year and they kind of let themselves down um, and I think that they're just going to go hell for leather now and you know it will be a great battle but I do fancy Dixborough to come out on top for that one and then we move on then to uh, I think the last uh, no the second last one actually uh, St Martins against Tullerone then that's going to be in Muckalee on Sunday coming of course both teams lost last weekend you're up again uh, against uh, St Martins another titanic battle looking to get a, a point or even a victory before uh, the end of the league stages so yeah how are you calling that one? <laughs> yeah listen to be fair it's going that's going to be a huge battle for both teams Um, you know kind of starting off on a loss for both teams isn't really an ideal situation Um, potentially the team that's going to finish the bottom of that group could end up coming up against uh, Thomastown or Pilltown in the first round and that's not a situation that you want to find yourself in Um, I'm not going to call it because you know let's be honest which I'm going to say Tullerone um, but I'm sure everyone in Muggley is going to be screaming going nah I don't think so not today mate oh, but, well, yeah, in fairness when you're involved in yeah, that, but, yeah. uh, but like listen we are expecting a massive battle from that and we always have a great battle ourselves and Muggley throughout the years and you know it, it there there's never too much in the games and it's always been kind of nip and tuck and a point here or there so yeah it'll be interesting it'll be a good match um, looking forward to it um, and listen we'll just have to wait and see Hopefully at half twelve we'll be rocking out of Mokalee with a, a victory in our pocket and heading back to Tullerone. And a big smile on your face Big as smile well. on my face, yeah. The last game then in the Michael Ling Hyundai, uh, the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship will be uh, Liz Downey St. Lactons against Pilltown. Liz Downey St. Lactons of course had the boy uh, last weekend. They were in doubt. Pilltown coming in with a loss. That game is going ahead in Freshford. Not uh, an easy venue to ever go to and especially since Liz Downey Freshford ha- or Liz Downey St. Lactons I should say had an extra week as well um, how do you see that one going? Yeah like this is going to be an interesting one 
for a lot of reasons. You know, Piltown obviously coming off the the back of a loss. Um, they'll be they'll be very hungry. They'll be wanting to kind of get a couple of points on the board. It is their last game, like because there is only three there is only three teams in that group. So you know they're not going to be wanting to go into a knockout stage with a loss under the belt. Liz Downey saying Lactons then on the other side. You know, there's been a bit of a, a kind of a schmozzle in the club over the last couple of weeks. Previous management have have been, you know, made way, we shall say. Um, and I know that Jack Dunphy is after taking over the hall there. I believe the girls are, they, they are really getting on really well with him. Um, he's so good. And then sure, of course, listen, you have the the dynamic duo of Niall Kenny and Aaron Fogarty who are back and forward this year and helping out Jack. And of course, Marie O'Connor is back there helping them out as well. So they're kind of taking back maybe last year's management team as well, um, you know, to help them out. So you know, Lizani St. Lactons, after getting to a county final last year, they'll be wanting to improve on that um, and they'll be wanting to push themselves to go that one step further. Um, and Dalton, I suppose, let's be honest, she's going to be a massive, massive loss for them, like she was for Kilkenny this year. Um, the only thing I will say is I do feel like they've got players that are going to step into it. I think Laura Hegarty the way she you know she's got plenty of game under her belt this year with at intermediate level I feel like she can step up into a new role now with the club this year uh, you've got Lydia Fitz as well who I know is only biting at the chomp just to get some game time she was just unfortunate through the latter stages of the, the inter-county scene that she, she, her, she was injured with her hamstring so she didn't probably get as much game time as she was she would have wished because of that and then you've got some of the younger girls that are coming through there there's an Aoife Ryan girl there that she's coming through she's absolutely phenomenal anybody listening keep an eye out for this girl she's definitely going to be a star of the future um, so it's going to be you know it's going to be a tough battle I do feel like Piltown are going to edge it though but when it comes to Liz Downey Freshford you just don't know what you're getting with them at all they could come out and they could absolutely blow anybody out of the water when they want to they're well capable of doing it um, but I just think I'm going to have to give it to Piltown and I know I'm going to get killed for saying that but I have to go with them Oh well you can only go with your gut and as the fella says predictions here mean nothing really until it's all done out on the field but that completes the uh, senior games from yesterday and a preview of next weekend's game as well so some interesting games to get to it now we move on to the Shaw's Department Store uh, Intermediate Championship uh, which also commenced uh, yesterday as well and the first game up on the books here is Barrow Rangers against the Roar Nestig Barrow Rangers scoring 2-14 the Roar Nestig 1-7 and I believe uh, Roisin Breen was on the score there for uh, Barrow Rangers with an early penalty and Colesse getting the other goal there for him as well so good start for Barrow Rangers disappointing I suppose for the, the Roar Nestique as well again only 1-7 they'll be looking to improve for this weekend Yeah really good start for uh, for Barrow Rangers there and I'm sure they'll be delighted with that I'm sure Brino was jumping around the place after scoring that goal there and you know delighted with herself at that um, you know speaking to Roisin last week you know she kind of had fancied Paulstown she had said that they were a team that were going to be coming through um, I feel like they're growing constantly I, I feel like with Miriam Bambrick and Shauna Tracy as well being in the inter-county scene it's only going to make the make the club but stronger as well and you're obviously you know you've got Colette Dormer there too so a really really good start for Barra Rangers they'll be delighted with that and you know they'll be looking to kind of um, capitalise on their victory now this weekend and go on to next weekend they were kind of they were in a county semi-final last year they were beaten by St Anne's St Anne's and Emeralds in the semi-final and probably maybe a little bit disappointed with their performance in that game so they'll be wanting to push on and go one step further this year and, and get to a county final and I'm sure that's their aim like to just go one step further and then listen if you get to the county final anything can happen on county final day 
Well, talk about teams that was in county finals. That was James Stevens. They came up from junior after winning it uh, last year. They had a home tie against Danes Ford. And what a start for the village women uh, beating Danes Ford. 4-18 to 1-5. That's a massive score on you, especially in your first outing uh, as intermediate for a while. Yeah, brilliant score there by James Stevens, but not at all shocked by it, to be honest with you. Um, played him in a challenge match there two weeks ago they're a really really good outfit they're solid throughout um, speaking to John Scott um, just there today about it and um, he was saying that all they, they all stood up they all played very very well um, just noting on that the Emma Minogue was fantastic we've seen her through the minor ranks uh, Rachel Lahey was very good Neve Dealey was very good as well for them so he was delighted to get that victory a huge huge scoring like 4-18 it's, that's a huge score to be thrown over um, Danesford are by no means a poor team either like um, you know they would have had a great underage structure as well coming up along uh, but James Stevens, that's an excellent start for them and I'm sure John is absolutely delighted with that too Yeah uh, and certainly a good start for the village women uh, Moving along then we have Emeralds and St Anne's against Ballyhale Shamrocks Emeralds St Anne's one thirteen, Ballyhale 2-3 a good start again for Emeralds St Anne's who would have been bitterly disappointed mm-hmm. after the county final uh, last year so a good start for them to get back on the road back to the county final this year if possible Yeah very good start for Emeralds St Anne's uh, flanked there by Davina Tobin who I believe got two great uh, two who got a great two points there in the game Ballyhill Shamrocks will be a little bit disappointed with themselves um, I spoke to Kiva Fennelly just about and she said they just didn't utilise the utilise the wind at all um, they felt that nearly when they went in three points down at half time they kind of felt because they had the wind in their second half that they could nearly sit back and everything would just happen for them so she was they were a bit disappointed with that in saying that Emerald St. Anne's are a very very good team and she even alluded to it saying that they're going to have a massive say in, in the latter stages of the championship this year they'll be hurt from last year um, and I think to be honest with you now with Emerald St. Anne's this is their time I think they need to go for it now um, no more excuses just go for it yeah they've got to the county semi-finals they've got to the county finals they have the players like you know Know, Neve Lahey who has been phenomenal for the intermediates this year Neve Sweeney is there she's been training with the senior county team Davina Tobin we all know what she can do and then they're flanked for some ma- for marvellous um, underage players Neve McCormick is there so like these are girls that they really really need to push on it they had in, in my opinion they need to be pushing on to win a county final this year well, if they have any aspirations of it, they certainly started out well against uh, Ballyhale. The next one up then, I suppose, is O'Loughlin Gales versus St. Clair's. Huge scores in that game. O'Loughlin Gales coming away with the victory. 5-13 to 4-2. Phenomenal scoring in that game. It was probably a cracker to be watching as well. I suppose St. Clair's will be disappointed enough. The two teams met previously in the county final. O'Loughlin's came away with that. St. Clair's, it's only their second year up uh, at intermediate level but still good win for O'Loughlin's disappointing though for St Clair's Yeah great win for O'Loughlin Gales and you would have to say it like we, I think we spoke about this last week yeah they were in the county final is it two years ago um, t- three years ago that they were there Sarah Burke scored the winning point below and Callan Yeah it's true um, isn't it yeah, it's So like three. even like even though O'Loughlin's are only up intermediate three years and St Clair's are only up two years you can see the strides that O'Loughlin's are doing it to improve their game nearly you have to remember they're also missing Laura Green which would be an she's a huge loss for O'Loughlin Gales but they're still pushing themselves on they also entered a second team into a championship this year as well into a junior scene team and I think it was more so about kind of getting the love for Camogie back 
back getting numbers back down to the field O'Loughlin Gales has such a huge history of camogie and hurling of course like they're one of the biggest teams in the county if not the biggest team in the city um, so yeah massive score for them and you know Sinclair's yeah they'll certainly be disappointed with that you know a very very young team but I'm sure that they can come and, and bounce back from that again yeah, the Glenmore Mullinavat then completes the intermediate game at the weekend. As I said, I was out refereeing that one. Very entertaining game, I have to say. Mullinavat did come away with the victory, three fifteen to one seven. Leanne Fenley was on fire in full forward at that one, and Julianne Malone back from Australia as well had a very good game. You could see that she was playing Camogie out in Australia the whole time. The only difficulty with Julianne was she was actually dropping the hurl a couple of times, and it was so hard to uh, to get used not to do it but yeah. she was telling me you can actually do that still in Australia uh, which is hard to break the habit but still very good victory for uh, for Mullen Navas uh, down in Glenmore um, which was a very breezy day now I have to say yeah. down there but yeah no <coughs> Mullen Navas were awesome I thought yesterday Yeah because I actually spoke to Angela Keneally like you know I suppose Angela's out from injury devastated that she can't be playing because you know I know she'd only love to be playing alongside Julianne and Leanne and Elaine Aylridge and all this and she said yeah it was extremely breezy um, she said Ruth Jones was very very good for Glenmore at centre back um, but she, in her opinion her player of the match was Elaine Aylward she just dictated everything from centre back the the game went at her pace she if she wanted to slow down it was slow down if she wanted it sped up it was sped up um, she was excellent there and you know fair play to Elaine she, like she just constantly keep going she's such a stalwart for Mullivat she has been there for so so many years um, you know and it's just a great role model I'm sure for not just everybody in Mullivat but everybody in the county as well like you know great to see her like you know making that trek up from down from Gork to, to still be completing with your club and you know if she can do it there, there's no reason why others can't be doing it as well and you know really really happy for her and I think like you know I'd love to see her win a county final and get back up to senior at senior level this year especially for her but you know well done to Mullivat I do think they are going to be I do think they are going to be winning a county final this year Yeah Elaine had an awesome game and like we said about Antrim going back uh, at the Intermediate all she was like the conductor of that team yesterday as well because she was able to read the game so well wherever the ball was landing she was there and she was driving balls up into the forward line as well you know I mean I know uh, Jessica and Hannah um, both of them had very good games uh, as well as you said Ruth Jones had a very good game I have to say Claire Elward had a good game for Glenmore centre back uh, as well the backs for Claymore though were under severe pressure because as soon as the ball went into Leanne she was just unbelievable she was turning the full back going and I think she done most of the, the scoring on the goals yesterday so it's great to see but maybe something that could be looked at for the, the intermediate team next year moving her from centre back up to full forward or somewhere Could be certainly something you know I suppose she kind of finished out her inter-county career in full forward didn't she wasn't she captain of the Kilkenny team playing full forward at that stage yeah back 2013 I think it yeah. was yeah so you know she she definitely can you know she's a very versatile player she can play wherever she wants I suppose kind of having her at centre back you have this just wealth of experience really with her that she's able to kind of call you know she's well able to read the ball and you know kind of maybe dictate in front of her where players should be but should listen then when you throw her in full forward you know you're kind of guaranteed a couple of goals I, I pity a full, full back having to mark her now to be fair but um, you know I suppose you know that'll be exciting if you can bring up Emerald St Anne's and, and Mullinavash what way that would go um, especially with the girls that are back this year I, I think that'll be that could be a Royal Rumble there absolutely I think it could be a phenomenal game well, you're after preempting some of the uh, the fixtures, so we might as well delve straight in with that one because the two teams <laughs> are meeting next weekend uh, in Mullinavat. Mullinavat at home to Emeralds St Anne's, and that's certainly going to be a titanic battle. Oh, that's going to be crazy! Like. 
I'm, I'm going to say it again. It's an awful pity they're all on at 11 o'clock because that is definitely a game that you get your money's worth for. It would be an awesome game to go down and see. You'd be coming up with some of the best Camogie players in the country, in the county to go down and see that. Be interesting to see will Davina Tobin be told to go back and sit back on Leanne Fenley for that uh, will Neve Sweeney pick her up uh, who's going to pick up Julianne Malone how are you going to stop Elaine Aylward um, you know but then you've got then you've got the Emeralds att- attacking you know how are you going to stop them as well like it's that's going to be uh, an absolutely brilliant spectacle of game and if anybody's around Mullinavash and you want to see how it's done go down to Mullinavash and watch that game because it's certainly going to be worth it Yeah I agree with you it's such a pity that all games are on at the same time I suppose the fact that it's such a tight constrained season and then you throw GAA matches in on top of it and you're looking to get pitches in the whole lot especially referees because let's be honest yeah. we haven't got a hell of a lot of referees to cover all mm-hmm. of the games that's in Kilkenny at the minute some of them are doing two games even in the day to try and cover them so fair play to all our uh, men and women in black because we have a, a couple that does it as well um, Barra Rangers then against James Stevens. both teams came away with the win last weekend so another top of the uh, table clash turn that game is going to be in Paulstown so Paulstown might fancy themselves for that one Yeah I think they will to be honest with you um, I think their experience of just being up at intermediate level for so long would probably shine out on that one Now you probably could have said that against Roar and Stieg last week as well um, The only thing I will say about GM Stevens, when they get on a run they're very very hard to stop and I feel like Bar Rangers need to cut that out straight away if that's what they're going to be doing um, you know raking up a score that James Ste- that the Village did last week that's going to be good that'll be, that'll be a huge advantage to them they'll be brimming with confidence going into that um, but you would kind of have to fancy the Barra Rangers I suppose in that one. but you know what that, that could end up being a draw to be fair like that game that's going to be another very very good game um, you know anything could happen there but I just I just feel like maybe Paulstown's experience will push them through Yeah well only giving the nod to Barra Rangers in that one up next then we have uh, Danes Fort and the Roar and I suppose like a lot of teams that we've mentioned at senior level both of these having a, a loss last weekend will want to do something and get going and start their seizing off with a victory so I don't know might be hard to call that one that could be <laughs> one of the ones that might end in a draw at the weekend Yeah like I, you know it is going to be a tough battle both teams are going to be coming into the game more than likely very deflated with themselves I think Roar and Stieg will probably be a little bit more hurt the fact that I think I think everybody nearly has an expectation of them like I know from years ago playing against Roar and Stieg they were always a team that were just they were next to near incredible like you just couldn't get over them and they were always niggling and they were always there thereabouts and they were just so tough and I feel like they might have maybe lost their way a bit over the last couple of years but they want to and they need to start building on that again I think they're probably going to be more hurt than Dane Sport and I think that they could punish Dane Sport severely this weekend well you heard it here but you never know with uh, teams the way things are going uh, especially with even weather conditions and don't know what way the weather is going to be but it's supposed to be breaking anyway from tomorrow onwards Ballyhale Shamrocks then and O'Loughlin Gales is next up Ballyhale with the loss last weekend O'Loughlin's with the win it's a home game for Ballyhale so not an easy one for O'Loughlin's go down Ballyhale are always very good and hard 
to beat when they're mm-hmm. at home so that could be a tough one that could be a very good game as well um, you know you'll be really expecting your go-to players to be standing up like Laura Murphy will have to have a massive game for O'Loughlin Gales Danielle Quigley will need to be standing up and shining as well then you look to um, Ballyhale Shamrocks you know Kiva Fenley I believe is back into the throw as well so you know she'll be wanting to have a big massive game herself Adele Frisbee of course you know we know what she can do Max Fenley we know what these we know what all these girls can do so we're definitely going to be looking at um, Ballyhale are definitely going to be looking to want to get three points on the board especially going down to Ballyhale you know they've got such a great name in the hurling world and the Camogie girls kind of want to maybe you know replicate that as well and you know get to get themselves to the top two um, I think that's going to be that's going to be a really good battle I just feel though with O'Loughlin's the scoring power that they had last weekend wherever that's coming out of I think they could probably pip it I don't want to say <laughs> say too much more because I'm nearly afraid but um, yeah I think O'Loughlin's would probably pip that just on the scoring power that they had over the weekend I do think they're going to be very very confident going into that and I think that's could potentially what will hold Ballyhale back is their lack of confidence I think they only was it 2-3 they only scored last weekend and I think that's going to hurt them as well 2-3 or 3-2 or whatever two, three, yeah 2-3 yeah. um, so I think just with just if going on scores and confidence from last weekend I think O'Loughlin Gales are going to drive it on yeah, and I suppose the last game then on the road for the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate uh, Championship is a home game there for St. Clair's against Glenmore. That game in uh, Kilmacow, the two, three neighbouring parishes, I suppose you could say, with uh, Kilmacow and Sleeve Rue, of course, they make up the St. Clair's team against Glenmore. Both teams will be disappointed with how they got on last weekend. That's going to be an epic battle. I know they played one another in, I think it was the quarter final last year in Sleeve Rue, and it went down to the wire. Glenmore had a very good game that day. St. Clair's just uh, coming away um, and... Uh, and pipping it but uh, oh no actually that was the Glenmore one of that game which was in Sleeve I'm even losing it but yeah no it'll be a titanic battle on that one Yeah massive South Derby really won't it be like um, you know St. Clair's I suppose you know they've been kind of they've kind of been rebuilding I suppose over the last couple of over the last couple of years and they've been doing very very well like an awful lot of young players Glenmore you know all of a shot kind of nearly came out of nowhere won a junior county final won an intermediate county final went up senior came straight back down and have been nearly kind of struggling a bit since that um, but you know I believe that they can regroup themselves you know Ruth Jones had the privilege of playing with her down in WIT she's just a phenomenal player for Glenmore and I think when Ruth is kind of you know driving on you know Glenmore can be driving on with her can't forget the two, um, the two Hines sisters um, Marguerite and Helen they are absolutely phenomenal players Marguerite wasn't there next the other day but Helen was and she was very mm. good on the freeze but yeah, Glenmore have a couple of very good players yep. like Susie, a. Mel- or Susie May Elwood was playing centre forward yesterday she was probably starved a little bit because of how Elaine Elward was yeah. playing she played very very well um, you know so they have very good players that's coming up along as well uh, you know Mary Claire O'Dwyer who mm-hmm. was on the minor uh, panel is there as well so you know you have the two Kennedy sisters uh, yeah. there in St. Clair's you have Afton Grace is there as well Anya Phelan yeah. who was in with the intermediate so you know I suppose if they whoever gets going early in the mm. game and puts the most scores on is going to win it but still I don't know I I, fa- I fancy that could end up in a draw myself for that one OK I'm going to call it at St. Clair's 
that's what I'm going with. I'm going with St. Clair's for that one. That's a very definite <laughs> answer on that one. Well, I, can, I I have to try and stay neutral here. Like, I mean, I can't really be calling him that much. But OK, so you're giving the nod to St. Clair's on that one. So, right, that's a, a good start for the senior and the uh, intermediate done and dusted. However, the predictions go for the weekend. Who knows? Maybe teams will be given out now about the predictions. If we say someone win and they lose, they might want us predicting them to be winning at all the following weekend. But uh, the junior championship then threw up uh, a couple of interesting results over the weekend. It's great to see some teams that have two teams playing in it. And we're going to start with one of them. And that was uh, our two of them, actually, Thomastown and Conaghy at uh, the weekend. I'm not going to call out the score, but it was a big victory for uh, Thomastown. But I suppose not to have Conaghy being too disheartened it's great to see Conaghy putting in a second team as well and getting girls playing that might not be getting a game or sitting on the bench with the intermediates and that's what it's all about getting players out and playing the whole time Absolutely fair play to any club that can um, put the time and effort into getting a second team together it's not easy the majority of the clubs around Kilkenny are very small parishes um, you know that you, you know there's not going to be a massive population in them uh, but great to see clubs putting in the effort and putting in the want and the drive to get a second club into the team it's just going to keep the interest building it's going to keep the Camogie community growing and that's what we really need to do we need to keep things going um you know, again, like it's criminal. What are Thomastown doing down there? Can somebody tell us? Like, can you tell the rest of the county what is going on down there? Because, you know, th- that's two great victories for them over the weekend. And if and they I, could bottle that success, they'd yeah. be a rich club down there. You no, know, like you know, I re- like I'd love to know what they're doing down there. But I do believe that a lot of the players that they have on on their junior team, you know, they could potentially probably make a, a senior club team in any other club in the county. And that just goes to show the talents in abundance that they have down there and it's brilliant to see it's absolutely and that's probably why half the clubs in the county are nearly jealous of them you know and wanting to kind of uh, this fear of playing against them or wanting to see them bet nearly Um, but fair play to them they're working very hard down there they've got they seem to have great numbers um, two great score lines to be racking up and you know fair like you know just congratulations to them whatever they're doing they're doing it right and if they could let the rest of us know it would be great but brilliant to see second teams competing in clubs all around the county it's what we need and, and it's great to keep keep everyone entertained and keep everyone encouraged and keep everyone interested in the game of Camogie. Exactly and that's all you want because as you know yourself as a player the last thing that you want to be doing is turning up to training mm. every single night because there might be only one team in your parish or in the club at adult level and you're putting in the effort and you're just on the bench every mm. single night and you're thinking to yourself why am I going to be bothered putting in the effort I'm not going to get a game so having the second teams in there giving them girls who might be have shorter numbers they might only have 15, 16 players Mm. but them girls are then out every week and they're playing okay the results mightn't be going their way but at least it's keeping them interested in the sport Yeah and even and even like on the other side of that sometimes you know clubs can be of the fault of nearly having the same team for nearly 10-12 years and kind of forgetting about you know the the panel players and you know like everybody's guilty of it it happens it's just a natural thing like we're not I'm not giving out to anybody for it but it, it is just a natural thing like and I suppose from Judah and I suppose kind of what maybe a club I know have learned from it this year they have found one or two players that are potentially good enough to start 
on their club's first team. Because they've got a chance. Because they've got a chance to showcase their talent at maybe their own level, but they can see them being brought on and they're actually being able to see them play 60 minutes of hurling instead of, oh, we'll put somebody in here now for five minutes or give them five minutes or give them 10 minutes or we'll play them in a challenge match or we'll do something like that. These girls are getting constant competitive games. They're able to showcase what they can do in a competitive game and they're able to then bring that on. And like it's driving them on and that's what's driving the success of teams around the teams around the country like and it's great to see girls being able to get a chance they're getting their 60 minutes of hurling they're producing at that and then they're moving up it's very similar to what we see with the senior and intermediate inter-county teams the way that they're working in, with the way they work together like you know Brian obviously has his senior panel but if girls are performing at intermediate level their reward is they're going to be brought up to senior level and that's that's what the clubs that that's great to see what clubs are doing now as well. Like and you know, that's something that's they really need to be looking at and it's great to see guys getting the opportunity to showcase their talent. Yeah, it's great to have a development plan in place yeah. for a lot of the clubs. Uh speaking about two other senior clubs that has a second team in, that was Dixborough and Pilltown. Cracking match uh in that one, ended in a drop, ten points to two four. I suppose you can't uh, say any better than that. Seemed to be a, a right good game, so yeah, even Stevens in that one. Yeah, and you know, very good good result for both teams and again just going to show that the talent that's coming up through all these clubs and you know interesting you know the you know the first couple of the first two teams in the junior championship that we have mentioned or sorry the first four teams in the junior championship that we have mentioned there are all senior clubs so whatever they're doing um, from an underage point of view like it's, it's really working and they're keeping they're keeping the numbers interested in the game like that's four massive clubs Thomastown, Dixborough, Pilltown, Conaghy who it's no coincidence over the last couple of years have been raging in success and in, like it's bringing them on constantly. Yeah, talking about uh, development and the whole lot going on, I know Nave Breathe is doing an awful lot of work there, but Tolliher are doing an awful lot of work mm-hmm. at underage in the club and trying to get the adult team going. And they were playing Nave Breed at the weekend and tight enough game, but uh, Tolliher coming away with the victory by four points, 14 points to 2 4. Nave Breed will be disappointed, I think, enough uh, not to, to do more because I think Nave Breed was at home in that one as well, but still a very good result for Tolliher. Yeah, a really good result for Tolliher, but great to see uh, Nave Breed having a club Ballyragged having a club um, in the championship this year I suppose the hurlers have been doing so well for so many years and you know a lot of their players might have maybe gone to Castle Comer or would have been playing with Conaghy or Muckley or whoever the case may be so great to see them forming a team and being able to field a team as well and this and, and it's great to see new clothes being formed as well it'll take them a while to you know to adjust themselves to, to championship hurling um, but you know great to see but yeah Tullaher as you said working very very hard down there you know I'm going back maybe 15 odd years ago and I remember having to play Tuller Rosberg and, and you're coming up against the likes of all the Cotterells and the Ryans and they were a nightmare and uh, great to see them coming coming to the fore again Yeah I suppose for Nae Breathe died is kind of slightly turning a small little bit mm. that for people that mightn't know Nae Breathe is a club that only had players normally up to under 14 level and mm. when it went from under 14 level then they had to expand out to wider circles and neighbouring parishes and that it's now changed is because they now have an adult team and some of the players that was actually went away at under 14 have now decided that they're going back to Nabreed which yeah. is brilliant for the club and it can only benefit them in the long run Yeah no that's excellent to see and you know it, it's it's really good that, that girls are wanting to go back and play with uh, 
them and you know I suppose it's really good to see first of all that the girls continue to play Camogie and that they didn't just give it up because there wasn't a local club that they went and they found another solution but great to see them coming back and you know it's something that Nave Breed can be building on constantly and, and you know what I suppose this might be a fear for new clubs starting up is like will they get the numbers or won't they get the numbers you're not going to know unless you try and unless you get you know put the put the word out there that you're going to have um, you're going to have a new club get people get people involved get people who know what they're talking about involved and get people who care about the sport involved and that'll go a long way yeah, next up on our list then I suppose it was a cracker down in uh, Dr. Tierney Park in Greg Namana. It was Greg Namana versus John Locks Bennett's Bridge and a point victory there for uh, John Locks Bennett's Bridge. 3-5 which is 14 points to 1-12 which is 15 points. A cracker and a great start for John Locks Bennett's Bridge. Again, they've amalgamated to get teams that mm-hmm. wouldn't have an adult team on their own in their own club. Great to see him uh, doing so well and good to get the victory uh, especially when you going away from home as well. Yeah, really good victory there for uh, John Locks and Bennett's Bridge. Um, I suppose, you know, we'd have probably heard a lot about John Locks through a primary school's level, maybe, that they've been doing very, very well through there. And and I suppose at underage as well, like from the top of my head, I think they're really kind of only a newly formed club over the last couple of years. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. So they have been kind of making strides over the last couple of years at underage level and great to see them, you know, getting involved at adult level as well to kind of continue these girls because what's going to happen is you know you could have a really good core of maybe 10-15 girls and then they get to adult level they could go anywhere and I suppose John Locks like you could be heading towards Wine Gap you could be heading towards Ballycallan you could be heading into town and it's just a pity that they all end up having to split up like because you make some of your best friends through Camogie and through Club Camogie and you know disappointed that you would have to split up so great to see them getting in on the action at adult level great to see them joining up at Bennett's Bridge I, you know I know we're kind of saying that it's nice that we have teams entering second teams but I suppose in this case they physically do not have the numbers so it's great to see them just to continue driving on the sports and you know I believe Vivian Holmes is is a massive addition is a is a massive pull there with um, Bennett's Bridge and the, the driving force behind you know getting the getting club uh, Camogie set up in Bennett's Bridge as well. We know that certain people around the place gives out about amalgamations going on between two clubs and why they can't have the numbers and that but when you look at the parishes of John Locks and Bennett's Bridge together I mean there's no way that they would have the capacity at currently as it stands to have two teams to put in as adults for them to play separately like in junior competitions so that is great for them because mm-hmm. as you say if not those girls are going to have to go somewhere else they're then going away from the club so you then lose connection to your club that you started with that you might have been four years of age so as it happened in other places they've amalgamated Mm -hmm. they brought on the underage structure got the girls together and then when they got older they went their separate ways and put in a a team separately on their own so amalgamation can help the likes of the likes of uh, John Locks Bennett's Bridge even ourselves down in Sleeve Route to Mm -hmm. a certain degree and Kilmacow as well but as we say in the long run it's all you want to do is keep girls playing Camogie yeah it definitely is and I suppose like I'm kind of in two minds about the amalgamation and I'll be very very honest about the situation I fully believe amalgamation is 100% correct thing to do if you truly do not have the numbers to form a team on your own totally I, agree I, with I, you. I, that, that is my stance on it like I genuinely feel like John Locks even though John Locks Callan, I, I know Callan's a big massive town but they just don't have the numbers for Camogie. Okay, you could have the biggest town in the county. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the Camogie players. So they genuinely don't have the numbers. So they had to join. My fear then is, I would hate to think that a, a club amalgamation was happening and that there was 
you know, in a couple of years time, the amalgamation goes apart and that both clubs have lost players because when the club joined, they weren't getting the game time. And now when the clubs have disbanded, they're they're no longer playing Camogie anymore because they weren't getting games a couple of years ago for a few years because they weren't, you know, good enough or uh, whatever the case may be. And and that's what that's what really makes me fear when it comes to amalgamation of clubs. And I think that's something that really, really needs to be looked at. You either have the numbers or you don't have the numbers. If you don't have the numbers, 100% agree, amalgamate. But if you have the numbers, but you just want to compete at a higher level, I personally think it is it's not right because we need to be keeping the clubs going and it doesn't matter if you're not competing in A if you're competing at D it doesn't make a difference you can develop these players up it, the most important thing is keeping girls playing and sometimes I do feel like amalgamation can whittle the interest away from from players that are on the that are on that are fringe players that might not be getting the games and that's what's really disheartening because like you know I'm sure there's players out in the country like you know I know a lot of girls that maybe at underage level they weren't the strongest players going around, but like they kept pushing through. They kept playing with their club, and now they've been some. Now they're some of the best Camogie players in the country. Do you know, like just because you're not, you know, performing at performing in Ryan A County Finals, you might be playing it around Ryan C or Ryan D or whatever the case may be. It doesn't mean that you're not going to make it at the end of the day. But it's very important that clubs are aware of that. You know don't amalgamate to compete at the top amalgamate if you genuinely don't have the numbers and you want to keep girls interested in yeah no totally agree with you on that one And amalgamation at the top doesn't really work anyway because no. okay you might win your county title you then can't go on and represent your uh, county or your club at Leinster level or even to the higher level so I mean I, yeah I totally agree with you on that one um, it's working well though I think at the minute so just have to keep an eye on it mm. the last one then in uh, junior is Carrick Shock and and Moonkine, as we said last weekend, of course, uh, spoke Crowley playing uh, with Moonkine there. She was nearly given out about all the county finals she was after losing. Um, but a good start for Moonkine again to get back on track for uh, to go into media this year and a 210 to 5 points victory over Carrick Shock. They'll be happy enough with that. Yeah, they'll be very happy with that. Um, I suppose, you know, Lydia Phelan probably missing from Carrick Shock is going to be a huge loss um, for them. And, you know, she's out with injury. But listen, I suppose nobody's really going to stand in the way of Moonkine this year. Um, I think they're very hurt from last year Sarah Crowley definitely the stalwart of the Mooncoin team um, you know and they'll be just going and ho they'll be wanting to they'll be wanting to win this and you know they'll be they'll be going very very hard for it and I can't see any team at junior level stopping them to be honest with you now and if it is it's going to be maybe Thomastown but even at that like I think I think Mooncoin are really just going to push on Yeah it certainly is and uh a good couple of matches then in the junior this weekend starting off then we have uh, Moonkine and Nave Breed uh, down in Moonkine I know I done that one I don't think it was last year I think it was the year before and Moonkine had a I won't say an easy victory but they did beat uh, Nave Breed in that one and the way Moonkine are playing you'd nearly fear for Nave Breed in that game <sighs> yeah they could get um, they could get a little bit of a lesson in Camogie now um, and it would be Okay, do you know what? It's championship and Moonkind have to go out, they have to do their thing, they have to get their three points on the board and that's the way they'll be looking at it. Um, you know, we can't be holding back because, you know, we're feeling sorry but unfortunately, you know, Navebury, this is the level that they want to be up to and this is, they're just going to have to go out and they're just going to have to throw everything at it and they're just going to have to keep playing their own game of camogie and, you know, it is going to be a very, very tough day in the office, I do feel for them. Um, I think Moonkind could potentially run right on that um, but, you know, you just don't know will Moonkind put out their strongest team 
team and that's absolutely no disrespect to Nave Breed just to make that clear as well um, but you know you, you probably will see a lot of changes I would imagine because you know Mooncoin will be heavily fancied in that one Yeah I know Nave Breed will certainly go down and try their best mm-hmm. to upset the apple cart in that one and they could do anything as possible as we said on any given day when it comes to matches God only knows what could happen in this uh, the next game in the junior one then is Tullahar Ross Birkin versus Greg Naman of the two neighbouring uh, teams down that way it's a home game for Tullahar Tullahar going in with the victory Greg Naman in with the loss so yeah interesting battle uh, down in the south of Tullahar for that one yeah to be honest with you, you'll probably have to fan- fancy Tullahar in that as well um, I think they're just making strides in at junior level and as we've said previously underage level I think they won um, did they win a Leinster junior club title there maybe last year the year before um, it was that you know that Leinster league that's run before yeah, I think it was two years yeah, ago yeah, was, yeah they won that as well so you know they are making huge strides there and I do certainly think that um, they will probably come out um, the better team there but Greg Namana you know have some great players they've won absolutely exceptional player is Darcy Bulger she's absolutely phenomenal um, very very young girl as well um, so you know she's probably just trying to c- keep everything going down there as well yeah, uh, well, that could be interesting. And again, Great Namana could upset the Apple Cart down there. God only knows. We will certainly know after mm. the weekend's results. And to finish, then, the junior championship games, then for this weekend, is John Locke's Bennett's Bridge versus Carrick Shock. That game is going to be played in John Locke Park on uh, next Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. So, yeah, I suppose an interesting battle ensuing in that one as well. Certainly will be an interesting battle. Um, you know, John Locke's Bennett's Bridge coming in with a victory under their belt. Carrick Shock unfortunately coming in with a loss um, you, you know that could be a very very tight game I would imagine coming through to it um, I, I would say I'd fancy Carrick Shock but you just don't know what kind of a surprise John Locke's um, Brennan's Bridge could bring out and to be I'll be honest with you I haven't seen enough of John Locke's um, Brennan's Bridge to see what kind of players they are I'm familiar with Carrick Shock um, so that's why I'm going to give the nod there to Carrick Shock but only on the very slightest and don't be surprised if it's a draw yeah, well, that certainly completes all the adult uh, pre or reviews, I should say, of yesterday's games and the matches coming up for this weekend as well. Lots of underage uh, action is still taking part in the county as well, with uh, under 16 uh, quarterfinals going ahead. The minor semi finals, some of them went ahead last weekend, and they will have county finals coming up in the next uh, week or so as well. One to note, I suppose, just looking at the fixtures list here at the minute, is, uh, well, it's down for decision between uh, Glenmore and Thomastown in the under 16 Ryan B uh, league final so that should be interesting enough in that one but we'll keep you up to date as much as we can with the underage county finals when they are starting out uh, as well and coming to the fore for the next couple of weekends coming I suppose one final little bit of business we have here this evening is just to uh, oh sorry you're dead right you're just reminding me yes before we leave the adult uh, games on you're just reminding me about the junior C Championship semi-finals which take place at uh, the weekend so we have St. Bridget's against Monkine and St. Martin's against Tullerone Good woman almost forgot about those Yeah so this is the Junior C Championship so um you know, for the first year, this is Tullerone's first year having a team into having a team having a second team into the championship. Um, as I assume, it's St Martin's along with uh, Ballycallan and Mooncoin as well. So, up, what we're looking at here is we've got St Bridget's and Mooncoin are going to be playing on Saturday morning, but pending that could change, we're not really one hundred percent sure on that yet. Um, you know, I've seen 
all four of these teams play this year Mooncoy and I must say for their second team are very very strong a really good really good team um, St. Bridges of Ballycallan have just an abundance of youth in that team um, they're so physically they're so strong they're so fast so I would potentially be kind of maybe looking at uh, St. Bridget's to come out of that game now in saying that Mooncoyne you know they're big strong women so maybe their experience maybe their experience will play a part in that um, going to the other match then which is actually going to be played tomorrow evening in uh, tomorrow Tuesday in Muckley under light is going to be St. Martin's versus Tullerone um, I'm not going to predict this one now because I am involved with the Tullerone girls um, but have played have seen obviously both teams play have played St. Martin's they're a very very strong team they have a great addition in Stacey Quirk there playing at midfield um, you know it's great to see her back from her travels so she's obviously getting plenty of game time at um, at junior level with them Tullerone you know I suppose for us this is a massive learning curve um, we're getting to see players that we wouldn't necessarily see on a, nor- on a normal basis when it comes to playing as senior club matches um, and great to see all girls getting an opportunity there and great to see some you know faces kind of back that maybe dwindled off in the last year or two because they were interested in playing uh, junior uh, one, one to say definitely Ailish Langton um, great to see her back in the own jersey you know great character if anybody knows her there she's from Mulnohone <laughs> great to see her over playing with us um, so yeah you know really looking forward to that and that'll be kind of like the first county final I'd imagine of the year at adult level will be will be these two so whenever that'll be played but yeah two cracking games in store and if anybody's around to try and get down to them do come down and see them it'd be great Yep, exactly. And we should uh, mention as well that uh, it might be Junior C, but it's actually the second team mm. of some of the other teams as they are already, they might not be intermediate or junior. So uh, that's why it's just classed as Junior C. So the very best of luck to all four teams happening in that. Now we have a bit of uh, news that we're going to try and do for all our podcasts and us being here and previewing and reviewing and the whole lot is myself and Anya, along with uh, most of the referees around, which they have been doing all of last weekend and a couple of spies that we will have at different venues as well as we are going to try and announce a team of the year after the county finals are finished at uh, all three levels if we can of senior, intermediate and junior um, and if it's not possible to do three we will certainly pick the best 15 that we can and have one team of the year but uh, we are hoping to do that so if anyone is out there would like to sponsor uh, we're hoping to get a commissioned jersey done so if you would like to be associated with it and would you like to sponsor um, the set of jerseys for our best 15 in senior, intermediate or junior, please do get in contact with uh, myself or Anya or indeed even the radio station in KCLR 96FM. We would be delighted to be associated with you. But yeah, I suppose Anya, as we were just talking about this, um, you know, the seniors have it when they play the All-Ireland, they mm-hmm. get all-stars and whatever. So this is a great way to showcase the talent that we have in the club uh, the club scene I should say and pick out potentially the best players that's playing uh, within the clubs as well so you might like just to elaborate on that a small bit Yeah like I think it's just a really nice gesture to kind of maybe go back to the clubs a bit more and reward reward the players playing so so well at club level you know everybody likes to you know see at the end of the year you know they, they like to see like who's playing well for the clubs or who's doing this and great to see that hopefully we'll have three teams of the year at junior intermediate and senior level so that everybody kind of gets everybody gets a chance to, to get a jersey or whatever the, the every case may be um, I personally think it's something that's really really important I think it will promote the club scene very highly in Kilkenny as well um, it would be great to see if we could get some some um, businesses or companies on board with 
this as well. Um, it would be great advertising for them too and it would be really a great reward for these girls who put so much time and effort into the game of Camogie. All we're trying to do is just promote the game and we just feel like this is a reward that they definitely should be getting and they should get some recognition for it and it's something it's something very, very small but we think it's something that will go a long way. Yeah, well, it's certainly a nice gesture to give someone who has played so well all year round and uh, finish off the year on a high for everyone. But that's all we have time for today, folks. Uh, that has been a great insight into results and previews and the whole lot. And as we say, if you are free at all over the weekend, uh, get out to a camogie match, go and see it because they are a joy to behold. Great skill on show from all of our club players. And who knows, you might even... Uh, take up the sport yourself if you're in doubts about it or you haven't seen Camogie before we do encourage everyone to go along for it but my thanks as always to Anya who is here in studio with me going through it a lot of work to get through uh, this week Anya fair play to you uh, we have much more to do um, on until next week it's goodbye from myself and Anya <laughs> thanks <laughs> This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy. Oh,